Welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, aka MVP, where we talk about sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In our season finale episode, we're going to talk about the Kawhi Leonard move that shocked the NBA world. Yes, Kawhi Leonard is now an LA Clipper, and Paul George is joining him. We're going to discuss how we feel about that move. Also, we're going to be discussing the current situation involving the OKC Thunder. What are they going to do about Russell Westbrook? We also have more NBA news nuggets. And also, in our Magnificent Vibes Real Talk discussion, Ian is going to share with us the most overrated and underrated gathering ideas and trends that's been going on. Also, we have a thin space section for you. Yes, we're going to be attacking concession stands. We're going to do a special overrated and underrated segment of the foods that are being sold at these locations, such as movies, sports venues, and etc. We also have some rewards to give out. So with that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy our season finale. What it do, baby? <laughs> What's good? What's good, man? What's good? What's going on? It's an earthquake. What's up? What's going? On? Who this? Who you? <laughs> we got we got free agent frenzies, man, going on again. <laughs> hey, man, man, it's straight up, Woj, man, Woj, man. He got the can. He had the cannon out <laughs> at the middle of the night. Oh man, he did, man. Him blowing up people's houses while they sleep. <laughs> hey man, hey, you know, you know the term woes bombs. Uh huh. There's a new term floating around. Have you heard it? No. Perk bombs. Perk. Kendrick Perkins. He's making the rounds, man. He's making the rounds. He's <laughs> he's dropping knowledge in his own country way. <laughs> Man, that dude, that dude sound like chicken and waffles. Every time we call him, maybe we want to have chicken and waffles. Dude, he's the he's the embodiment of like chicken, waffles, Mac and like and cheese, and moonshine in a mason jar. <laughs> oh man, that dude. Oh, and gizzards. Don't forget the gizzards. Oh, can't forget gizzards, man. Can't forget gizzards. Well, man, but we we gonna get to it all, man. We gonna get to it all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back for our season finale. Uh, man, such a excellent conclusion to the NBA season, dude. Like this is this is unreal. I mean, but we gonna get into that for sure. Yeah, for shout sure. Shout out, so. And uh, Ian, you got any shout outs? Yes, yes, show? yes. Shout out to all those brothers who go mad with power when you ask them to take out the group. All right, uh, uh, who, who's losing their mind, man? When you get them to full time, hey man, this one brother, man, he, he he's he's just he's one of those brothers, man. It's like every time you think he's turned the corner, okay, we talked to him, he's good now. Maybe he's trying to turn over a new leaf. He does something else that just shows that like his thinking is just not square, man. Like he went off on this one sister 
because at the group for service where he was taking the lead, she called him by his first name. Ooh. Now keep in mind, keep in mind, the sister who called him by his first name was like, if, if she's a good 10 years older than him. What? Okay. She's a good 10 years older than him. Mm-hmm. And he goes off on a sister, why do you call me th- by my first name? Why do you call me I don't, I don't even want to say his real name. Why you call me that? And he, she's like, is that your name? Because I've I, I known you for like 20 years. Right. And like, he's like, what well, do you call Brother McDowell that? And she's like, she's like, he, she, he's like, what do you call Brother McDowell? So we, we call him, you know, we call him because I've known him for a long time. And he's like, huh. I'm just like, come on, man. Like, why, why is he, is, is this a respect issue? Does he feel like they don't, they don't, have enough respect for him by calling him by his first name like i don't know man like now where do you stand on this rodney do you mind it when another brother sister calls you by your first name i don't i only you know what i only mind it when like kids call me by okay so i'm gonna ask you this i'm gonna throw back a question at you is this a cultural or regional thing in, in congregations to call a brother by their first name or a sister by their first name it's universal because it's it's all contingent on your relationship with the person. Mm-hmm. There's other brothers on the body that I serve with, but I still call them brothers so and so. The only brothers that I call by their first name, of only other elders I call by their first names, is like John, Brandon, and Reggie. Right. And that's because I've you know the amount of time I've known them and their peers, but everybody else I call them brother so and so. I call my in laws brother and sister so-and-so right you know and it's like it's 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 personal it's like i could call them something else but i just choose to call them that but like if if one of them called me by my first name and they do call me by my first name i'm like i'm not gonna get offended mm-hmm. now if yeah. a six-year-old calls me by my first name then yeah i correct him. Mm-hmm. like no my name is brother ray like if this sister over here who's old enough to be my grandmother is calling me brother ray like you need to call me brother ray Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I honestly think it's a cultural thing. Because, really? Yeah. Um, when I went, when I was at Chatham, I'd never heard of, you know, unless we all teenagers. Then that, see, growing up in the congregation, we all teenagers, we call each other by each other's first name. But when we get to the Kingdom Hall, I'm calling uh, Sister George, Sister Martin, uh, Sister Bronson, you know. Brother Johnson, Brother Morgan, you know, I'm calling these guys by their first names. Only time I mention their first, I mean, their last names. The only time I mention their first name is this I'm in general conversation with somebody else, and I say, Yeah, Brother Morgan, there. And you, and you like, uh, Which Brother Morgan? Fred Morgan. Oh, okay, that dude. Yeah, so like, <laughs> but when I got out to Burbank, man, people was calling everybody by their first name. Mm, okay. And I'm sitting there like, oh, okay. And so, f- real funny story. It's these. Uh, it's, it's it's this family that transferred over to our congregation, and they went to a congregation on the south side. And so, there, you know, it was a family of four, and the younger kids were like, well, I would say, kid, they were they were young adults now. Both of them eighteen. One of them was eighteen. One of them was nineteen. So every time I come up to them and talk to them and everything, they like, okay, you know, I crack a funny joke or something like that. And the sister will be like, oh, that's funny, Brother Walker. Or or he'll be like, oh, Brother Walker, that's hilarious. And I'm sitting there like, 
why y'all keep calling me Brother Walker? Like, I'm Rodney. Like, so I had to catch like, hey, y'all making me feel like I'm 60 or 70, man. Like, I, I don't, call me Rodney. Call me Hot Rod. Call me something else. I don't care. Like, <laughs> you don't have to call me Brother Walker. That makes me feel old. So they was cool with it. You know, they laughed and joked, you know, and everything. And they, ever since then, they called me by my first name. But they said, out of respect for the older one, people that's older than them, they call them by their last name. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so so that that's why I was like, man, I, I I didn't feel for a couple of years I didn't feel comfortable at Bur at Burbank calling people by their first names, and it, it it took me a while to shake it off. And now, man, it's nothing. I'm calling the CEO by his first name. I'm caught even when I'm in Metro. Some brothers from the South Side, when I call like older brothers, when I call them by their first name. I get a delayed reaction sometimes. Mm, okay, so maybe it is cultural and regional. It, yeah, it might be. It might be. So, Damn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if you're if you're two years older than me, I'm, I'm gonna still call you by your first name, likely. But if you're like twenty years older than me, yeah, I call you brother so and so. Oh, okay. But uh, that that brother that you're talking about, man. Man, he, he needs to go on somewhere and sit down, man, before he gets slapped up back in and front. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, he, he's he got other issues, man. Time, time won't even allow me to go into it. I, that's an off-wax conversation. Off-wax. Yeah, yeah, off-wax. <laughs> we'll keep that off-wax. That's cool. That's cool. So, also, uh, going back to last week's episode, for those who haven't heard or already listened to that episode, we broke down our top ten 90s cartoons of all time and I actually went on Instagram and promoted our show basically having everybody put their top five send me their top five cartoons of all time in the 90s so I ended up getting mostly the same responses but there were a few cartoons that one of them do you remember Beast Wars I do what did you think of Beast Wars? I wasn't a fan. You wasn't a fan? I actually enjoyed Beast Wars. It only lasted, I think, two or three seasons, but uh, it was, I thought it was a creative way of making the Transformers. <laughs> I hated the way they made it, made Me Megatron, but other than that, I thought it was was decent. Uh, yeah, that was, it was to me, it was like a Transformers ripoff to me. Like, that's why I wasn't. I wasn't a fan. I I, I did. I, I remember one I actually forgot, man. I don't know if it's on your list, man. I forgot all about Eat the Cat. Eat the Cat, yeah. Somebody else mentioned that Eat Eat the Cat to me. Uh the tick, which I didn't really care for. The tick wasn't really for kids though. That's what that's Yeah. That's <laughs> if you go back and watch the tick, man, it had a lot of adult themes in it. Yeah, it was for like teenagers, you know what I mean? At the at best, you know. That and you know what was was similar to the Tick was Freakazoid. Freakazoid and the Tick were very very similar. Yeah, but you're right. But uh, there there were a few. I think it was one more cartoon that somebody had mentioned that I forgot. I meant to write it down, but I don't. But I, as the show goes along, I think about it. But yeah, it's. There was a few, but honestly, yeah, I think I, I, I like our list. I listen, I re-listen to the show, and shoot, I, th I think both our lists is fire. I don't think nothing's 
cracking the surface. And it, and if you think, and when I look back at all the top fives that everybody sent me, pretty much they're all on our both of our top ten lists. Gotcha, gotcha. With exception of a few, <laughs> this one brother gonna put uh, what was that? Wayne Head. Oh, oh yeah, that was that nineties or was that two thousand? That was nineties. Okay, I was for some reason I thought that was like two thousand, two thousand one. It can't. It started off in the nineties and then went into the two thousands. Okay, late nineties. Okay, but I I don't even remember watching a single episode. From that. Me neither, man. I, I couldn't even tell you what channel it came on. <laughs> <laughs> there was one TV. There was one cartoon. That I actually enjoyed, but it only lasted like half of one season. I, but I thought it was an excellent concept. You remember that cartoon Bruce Willis came out with called Bruno the Kid? Yeah, man. No, nobody watched it past the theme song. <laughs> hey, the, hey, the theme song was dope. The, theme, the little... theme song was fire, but after the theme song went off, man, you was like, all right, what else is on? <laughs> like... <laughs> I guess that's why it only lasted half of one season. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's hilarious. But man, that that's that's crazy. I also uh wanted to have you have you checked out the new Spider-Man yet? Yes. Yes. Okay, don't tell me, man. I, I'm 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 gonna go try to see it through at the it's end of the week. It's fire, dude. It's fire. It's fire. Okay. Okay. And there are, two, would... there are two stingers, there are two end of credit scenes. So make sure you stay all the way to the end. Two ending credits, okay. All right. I'm definitely gonna check it out, man. I, I'm trying to. Yeah, you know, I was so much was going on, man. Shouts out to my mom. She visited my congregation, saw me conduct the Watchtower for the first time. That was nice to have her there, and uh, we went out to eat afterwards and uh, had a nice time with the moms, man. Her, shout out, her, shout out to Mimi. Yeah, man. She her meeting got canceled because they were doing some construction in there at their Kingdom Hall, and so she decided to come visit us and. Uh, we ended up having a good time. Also, uh, shouts! <laughs> hey, shout out to all those Sox fans out there. You know, I went to the Cubs Sox game on Sunday, and I, I, I will get. Hey, I got some credit I want to give you as a, a White Sox fan and a lot of other <laughs> White Sox fans. Y'all show Cubs fans a lot of good, very good hospitality on Sunday, man. I, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that, <laughs> man, dude. And I'm telling you, going back to what you was saying, we, we I remember we had a conversation about tailgating on vibes and stuff. Yeah. And, bro, man, they was out there. Man, they was tailgating hard, bro. Hard. Really? They was tailgating hard. And it seemed like every, when we got out, when we got out the car, every band, and people would just pull up in their bands and they had uh, grills out cooking everybody's just you know got on their cubs white socks everybody mingling it was a friendly atmosphere one dude i was impressed with this i walked past one dude uh black guy he had he had the grill set up had all his ballpark franks and stuff like that the ribs then he had a french fry maker what man he changed the game with that one. i was like <laughs> i was like dude I was like, man, where you get that from? He's like, oh man, I can't tell you my secrets. <laughs> hey man, that's what every cook says, man. Yeah, that's what every cook says, man. But yeah, yeah. especially the ones that look like us. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I can't tell you my secrets. Right, uh, you know, 
uh, me and Brother Sanders, you know, we, we, we got plenty of secrets. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about oh that last show, man. It's like you, you call brother, you call brother Sanders, man, to come fix your your little thing and your house is broke, man. He can't get over there because he over he over sister William study house putting in putting in a new water heater for her. <laughs> right, right. We, like, you, know, on, gotta, man. We, you know we got to show Christian love. You know they do. <laughs> yeah, man. That man, I tell you, man. It's a brother Sanders in every congregation. Every you gotta watch him. Hey, hey, and if you don't know who he is, it's you. Right. <laughs> who, me? <laughs> oh man. Real quick, before we get it get started. <laughs> did you I, I, I saw I actually saw it before you sent it, but that if you haven't seen it, man, it, for those who listen to the show, please go on YouTube and look up Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I guess he <laughs> while he was trying to make this decision to go to the uh, either the Lakers, Clippers, or the Raptors, it's under this cat named Minks M I N K S. It is a funny video, man. It's him sitting at a table <laughs> cutting <laughs> apples with a knife and fork like it's a piece of steak. <laughs> he's sitting there trying to make a decision why his boys is trying to like influence him to go to. Toronto or or the Lakers, dude. It's hilarious. So if y'all haven't looked it up, man, please check that video out. It is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the funniest videos I've seen, man. I showed. I like the, wifey, the video man. where he was sleeping with hilarious. his eyes open. <laughs> man, dude, look just like Kawhi Leonard, man. He does, man. Like a split image, and he has his mannerisms down. Everything, man. <laughs> yeah, shout out to him, man. So we we gonna stay on track, man. Get into our sports with basically the bomb that got thrown on us at one in the morning on Friday. Well, Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers along with Paul George, and he will be joined. And my question to you is, where does this rank the Clippers in the West with this move? Um, first of all, let me just say. <laughs> and I might I might try to cue some music in for this. Kawhi Leonard, man, he called up the Clippers under the cover of night and pulled a, pulled a Willie Hutch and said, I choose you, baby. <laughs> and he called up Paul George, did the exact same thing. I choose you, <laughs> Man, dude, the Clippers, the Clippers got chokes. Like, <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> The Clippers got shows, man. Um, honestly, honestly, like just straight up, man. Like, um, not even diving into the minutia of the other teams, or even after that, I got the Clippers no no less than a two seed. I agree. No less than a two seed. I think you you, you know what? No one. Well, I, I shouldn't say no one's talking about it, but what's What's, what what some people are talking about, but not talking about enough. The Lakers still look really good. They're making some good solid moves after the, the whole situation that went down. They they have nice back backup plan. You see, it's all about context and it's all about expectations. If you took if you took that Lakers squad with Boogie and Rondo and Anthony Davis and Avery Bradley, 
take all of them, my and don't even include LeBron James, and you put them on the Bulls, what will Bulls fans be saying right now? We'll come out the East. Yep. Yep. Or be a threat to come out the East. They'll, they'll be saying championship, dude. Uh, well, you know that's, how, that, you know those how, are, those are how, unrealistic Bulls fans. They'll say You know that. how these Bulls fans are, man. Yeah, you, you, know you got the unrealistic Bulls fans to say that. You know, um, so they're, they're still really good. But that being said, like, the Clippers are going to be no less than two seed. Like, they were, they were, they weren't shabby last year. And, 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 um, you know, we, we saw what they did. Now they've really, really upgraded. They haven't lost any defense. In fact, they've got better defensively. Yep. You know, and they've gotten, they've definitely gotten better offensively. Yep. And it, and you still, and they still was able to keep Lou Williams. Yes. Yes. They kept Lou folks. So. Yep. You know, I, I was looking at that text Jamil sent us, man. Shout out to Jamil. Talking about how uh, Kawhi Leonard's been playing 4D chess. <laughs> yes, he has. Yeah, that was a like, good comment. Dude, he, he's, he's altered the trajectory and the fate of like four teams in like one move. Like, of course, Toronto, they're altered. The Clippers. Now the Lakers are like looking over their back. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and OKC. Yeah, you know Kawhi Leonard is Kaiser so say, dude. It's like who would have thought this dude could pull off such a masterful move, man? And like this is this see this is this this, this hey like they say real G's moving silence, man. This is this is shows the value of just keeping your mouth shut, not being on social media, not not putting it out there who you're really cool with. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw this coming. What was Nobody knew he was cool before? with Paul George. You said what? Nobody knew he was cool with Paul George like that. Nope. What was everybody saying that he was going? Everybody saying, well, from what I was watching on TV, Undisputed, and all these other stuff, Chris Broussard, who still works for the source, even though the source is out of business, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they all was saying the Lakers. Except yep. except Jalen Rose. Except Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose said he was staying in Toronto. So, yeah. Yeah, dude. They they were it was either yeah, the Lakers or Toronto, but they were they were really leaning toward the Lakers. Wow. Yeah, everybody was leaning toward the Lakers. It's a ninety six percent chance he gonna go to the Lakers. You know, it just ain't official yet. They got they gotta figure out some more stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking like, no oh you know, if you listen to last week's show, I, I, I had actually come to terms with it in my heart that he was gonna go to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You know, I like just, I even started thinking that at one point. Like, well, yeah, he is an LA guy, and he did say he wants to compete for championships, and he really has nothing to prove. But man, dude, man, and, and, and can we can we address this other elephant in the room? Go ahead. The players who have passed up on the star players who have passed up on playing with with LeBron James. Oh, big time, big time. KD didn't even consider the Lakers. I wouldn't either. Yeah, Kyrie I mean, didn't consider the Lakers. I mean, wow, Jimmy Butler didn't consider the Lakers. Well, Jimmy Butler's a different case, but yeah. 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 The, 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 but yeah he was part of people, that free agency pool. Right. All the people you mentioned. And Clay now, Thompson. Yeah, Clay Thompson. And now Kawhi and, um, and Paul George. Paul George passed up on him twice. Right. And he's back in LA, but with the Clippers. <laughs> right. You know, back in his hometown with the Clippers. Dude, so. the pool, the pool you must have. You'd be able to do the 180 Paul George did on OKC. It went from 
it went from yeah, I'm gonna resign with y'all. I like what we're building here in OKC. I really like it here. I got a great relationship with Russ. Oh, Kawhi Leonard called. Oh, I'm out. Like trade. Right. Me. Right. That is crazy, dude. That is crazy. I said it on this show last week. People can rewind and and, find, and go and find it. I never believed the notion that Kawhi was going to the Lakers. I just didn't believe it. I I, it, I, I was I was hearing all the stuff that was going on ESPN, but I just was not gonna allow myself to to fall for that trickery that ESPN likes to put on people. I just I'm just holding on to what Kawhi Leonard said a year ago or he didn't there were reports out there that said he did not want to team up with LeBron James and I just I just knew that he just didn't want he wants to keep that rivalry going he you know yeah this is the dude you beat in the finals yeah he wants to beat LeBron he doesn't want to team up with LeBron Kawhi has that old school mentality that many uh, NBA play NBA fans who have been complaining about the NBA for the last three or four years that is not the same as it was in the 90s or in the, in the 2000s where you know team players don't team up with other other players and you know try to earn it uh, on your own with, with, with the team that you have and oh shouts out to Damian Lillard too I, I really enjoyed his interview I don't know if you saw it I still haven't watched it. I I, I plan to. Yeah, it it was good interview. It was good interview. He just mentioned the fact that, you know, he put it. I, he put it in stone. He said, "Listen, I'm I'm standing by. I'm not going to be signing with other teams just to join other players. I'm gonna stick it out here in Portland because when I see teams do that, that makes me take my game to another level. And I appreciate him for saying that. You know, so." There are still players in the NBA that still go by, you know, Greek Freak is another one that say, hey, man, I'm going to stick it out with my team, you know. But I'm going to go to this next question because I had a discussion with another brother earlier this week and it made me think I wanted to ask you about it, Ian. How, How has it become so easy for players to just demand a trade and they get traded? Um, it, it's it's. A, I think really it's a case by case basis. It's like, like we all saw what happened with Anthony Davis. We we even saw what happened with Kawhi Leonard. Like players are being more vocal about like these medical staffs, you know, misdiagnosing them in an effort to get them back on the court quicker. And they're just they're just not having it, man. They're not having it. Players. Players don't have this mentality like, man, you know what? They pay me on this money. Let me go out there and perform for my fans. They, their mentality now is more of like, you know what? I don't have a problem sitting out of here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm paid. I got my money. I got my contract. Like, like if I don't feel 100%, like, I ain't going out there. And if y'all, you know, if y'all don't want to trade me to where I want to go, you know, I'm just going to I'm just gonna sit it out. And I'm going to exaggerate this little injury. And, and make right. it seem like it's a bigger deal than it actually is. I'm not saying that's what Kawhi did, but you know they they, they know the players can can have that option, like you know. And, and it's I, I I understand requesting a trade, but what I don't understand is requesting a trade to a specific team. 
yeah. because because of in a lot of cases it's like if you're a smart GM why would you trade your star player to a team in the same conference that you're trying to beat that's why that like that Dale Demps like passing on on you know the the Anthony Davis trade thing made sense to me like wait, wait, what is everybody tripping about like why would he give you know why would he just hand Anthony Davis over to the Lakers so like you know and, and ensure that they don't make the playoffs or at best get a first round exit you know like right it's just it's just not smart like now being smart is what San Antonio did sending a dude way up north in another conference you know what I mean? It worked. It worked out for Kawhi at the end of the day, because that dude's a, a a beast, and you know, it's so the thing is soul box. But go ahead. right, <laughs> but the Spurs gave him to a team that he didn't want to really go to. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, look, if if I'm I'm looking at it this way, as a, just a regular Joe who works a nine to five job, if I'm unhappy with my company and I request that I go to another company. And there's going to be another company that's going to pay me the exact same thing. If I'm really that unhappy, like I'll, I'll take whatever is offered to me. If I'm still going to make the same amount of money, it's not going to matter where I go. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. That's that's why to me, I, I get I get requesting a trade. I just don't get requesting a trade. It's like, hey, look, I want to go here trade me here not only am i turning my back on y'all but i want y'all to do me a favor on my way out the door like it it don't it don't work that way in the real world like that that's a little bizarre now you got some cases where you might have a star who's like really giving like 110 percent to this franchise over the past like eight nine ten years and as a as a gesture of of as a thank you gesture you know they say you know what you want to trade this thing we'll make it happen you gave us eight nine ten good years you know kind of like West Westbrook right exactly exactly our ceiling is obviously this you know the first round and so you know what man we're gonna do you this solid we're gonna send you to this team if that's the team you really want to go to like I can see that but like just being like nah I want to go here now 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 with the Paul George thing and OKC that was to me that was another unique situation because one because of all the picks they got Right. They had like five first round picks, and what and like what was it one or two second round picks or something? Yeah, yeah, a few of them unprotected. Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty bizarre trade. So here's the thing, though: what team in the NBA has has had the best within the past ten years? The best record with drafting players. The best record. Yep. With with just drafting players, drafting talent, <clears throat> drafting talent. I have no clue. It's OKC. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so if I'm the Clippers, I'm like, okay, OKC, they got a pretty good record with this. Let's 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 make this deal sweet for them. Offer them five first rounders, two second rounders, and if I'm if I'm Sam Presti, I'm feeling pretty confident because. You, you, you're the same organization that drafted Baca, uh, Durant, Westbrook, Hart, Gerald Green. Gerald Green. It's like they got a pretty good. It's not they're not the Bulls. You know what I mean on the Knicks. You know, right. you know they don't draft garbage. Like they have a pretty good eye with drafting. So I think a rebuild for them is not going to be that that hard. Right. Yeah, I, and that, that leads to my next question about. 
I was gonna I posed this question too who had the worst offseason between the Knicks and OKC and I'll just jump in and answer this I think still the Knicks had the worst offseason even after what happened with OKC because like you said with OKC they're in good hands with uh, Presti Presti knows what he's doing um I would rather a team rebuild and start from scratch than a team tell me, "Oh, we're 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 gonna we're gonna tank, we're gonna we're gonna fight for the number one pick." We got all these cap space, and then you end up with neither one of them, and then you load your whole team with power forwards. Basically, your whole starting lineup is nothing but power forwards, and. <laughs> And you say, "Here, Knicks fans, this is this is what we're gonna give you." It's it's to me. I still feel like I think OKC fans got got a curveball thrown at them, and they were caught off guard. But is this the end of the world for OKC? No, it's the end of the world for the Knicks. Oh, absolutely! And see, OKC they still could clear Russell Westbrook in a trade and like clear all that cap space. Exactly. I got a question about that later, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I was get, actually going to ask you, you know, as far as that, the trade. Now, what I heard is that they, you know, the, the, the Heat, they're, they're discussing a trade, possible trade with the Heat. But the Thunder don't want to go through with the trade unless, you know, they can go through with the trade successfully. To the point where they can get out of the luxury tax, and Miami by when they when they be getting out of the luxury tax anyway. Well, 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 well. The what's derailing things is is the contract that they gave Jimmy Butler. It's 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 derailing. Oh, you saying Miami? So they're gonna have to get. No, 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 no. OKC doesn't want to. You know, they don't want to get penalized. They don't want. They want. They want clear as much money as possible. But Miami is not in position because they're already <laughs> near the luxury tax because of what happened with the signing of Jimmy Butler's new contract. So now they're going to have to get a third team involved. I heard about this, and they, they were thinking of getting Dallas involved. Oh, okay. I heard Orlando. I've heard Detroit, um, Charlotte, too, as well. Because Dragic, Dallas wants Dragic because him and Doncic are actually really close. And, like, they say that Dragic actually mentored um, Doncic, these names, um, at one point. So, and Dallas Dallas really needs a point guard. Yeah. Yes, they do because they don't have a point guard at all. I mean, they got Seth Curry, but he's more of a... He's you know, a two guard, you know shoot, what I mean? Yeah, he's a shoot first guy. And he's not a very good one either. Right. Yeah, I I think Darko makes I mean, you know, a Dragic makes sense. If if if, <coughs> if Dallas is gonna make that move. Now Dragic is a serviceable point guard. He's nothing spectacular, but you know, he's he's not no slouch. You know, he's going to come in and, and you really don't need him to do much. You just need him to run an offense so that him, so that Pazingas and so that, you know, Don Luca can take over, you know. But yeah, I mean, Dallas is a good option to, the to problem, try to get a trade going. The problem is that they're just not, a, it, it's more of a seller's market now in the NBA. You got a lot of sellers, but no buyers. 
It's like, right. you know, what team needs a point guard like Russell Westbrook right now? Like, and, and That's more, the importantly, more importantly, who can afford to pay him? Yeah. Dude, he's got... They were debating on one show about who has the what's the worst contract in the NBA currently, and they brought up Russell Westbrook, uh, John Walls, and Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Like out of all those, like Russ is making the most. He's getting two hundred and six million for like five years. It's an insane contract. It's insane. Do, do you think Russ? The difference between these three players is that. We see Chris Paul is declining right before our eyes. We don't know what John Wall is going to be after this injury. Russell Westbrook, he had two, he had three straight triple double seasons, but that last triple double season was a little overrated because his numbers, if you looked at his numbers all across the board and his percentages, they dropped drastically. Even though he averaged a triple double, even his fit, like his field goal percentage was horrible this uh, past season. So, our and he's eleven seasons. He's got a lot of playoff. You know, he played in a lot of playoff games. He's got a lot of wear and tear. Uh, you taking a big risk taking that contract. By the time that contract is over, he's going to be thirty. You know, thirty four. The Knicks could have done it had they not given all their money away to, to, to a bunch of role players. It's a C-level of power forwards. Right. The Knicks, the like, the Knicks would have made, that one would have made sense. That would have, like, that would have, like, been, like, a, the band-aid for, like, not getting Katie and Kyrie. Because now you got some excitement. You know, you know what the Knicks, that. you know what Knicks basketball is going to be next year? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody posting each other up from the three-point line. <laughs> You always see Taj Gibson posted up for the free throw line, three point line. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna be garbage, man. That that uh, uh, it, it's gonna suck, man. Yeah, man. I, you know what team actually makes sense, but they they're not gonna pay the Bulls. You know what? So I read a report. Uh, they the Bulls were asked about being interested in Westbrook. And there's a report that says the Bulls don't feel like Westbrook fits Bolin's style of coaching. Oh, give me a break. He hasn't so even been around long enough interested. to establish a style of coaching. As, exactly. And so, and so with that said, the Bulls aren't interested in Westbrook. Oh, my so God. There, so, there's, so there's your story right there. I got the link. I'll send it to you. Dude, the Bulls are almost, almost as bad as the Knicks. <laughs> I'm gonna have so much fun not watching Thaddeus Young this year. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Dude, I, the Bulls. I, I'm, the Bulls are gonna win. You, they're probably only gonna win like 25 games this year. I give them. I give them 30. I give. I'm, 30. And I do. I'm being generous with 25. You being generous. I'm. I, I'm being generous with 30. But I, I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 30. Only, they won 22. The, they won 22 last year. Like they won 22 last year. Yeah, like I give them 25 this year at the most. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, if 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 Tomas Spartacus turns out to be the point guard that all of these Bulls fans want him to be, maybe you know I give him 32 wins. <laughs> Oh, so bad young and Spartacus, they 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 get us they 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 add ten wins. 
that we yeah, didn't have. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. I don't see much. it. I don't see it. <laughs> and you know what, man? You're a prophet, man. Well, why shout out to the prophet? Uh, 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 I'm going to can't stop the prophet. J Rude and Damager can't stop the prophet. Hey, there's a new, you know, there's a there's a new ch- uh, Bible book in the Bible now. It's called the the Apostles of N. <laughs> <laughs> the letter, the letter of N. <laughs> the letter of N. <laughs> the Septuagint version will also be out after this episode. <laughs> Amen. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said these things will come to pass, and now they have come to pass. <laughs> Now, is it me or is it a conspiracy, my brother? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, word on the street is Zion ain't been looking so good, man. His conditioning's been bad. He already got a knee injury from the fir- from his first debut summer league. Yeah, you might you, you, you're on to something, man. It's it's eerie, dude. I like specifically talked about his knees. I remember this. Like I said, Zion looks like the type of dude that's gonna come down the wrong way on his knee, blow it out, fracture it or something. Because he's got he's got all this weight on him, all this muscle. He's moving around. I will say this, dude. I I don't know if you saw it, but he did Kevin Knox so bogus. <laughs> Kevin Knox. Oh no, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Man, he just straight up. Kevin Knox grabbed the rebound, and he literally just. Threw Kevin Kevin Knox's body on the ground and took the ball away from him and dunked it, and no foul was called. <laughs> Brought the whole house down, dude. Oh, man, man. But, but other than that, man, hey, I, I, I heard he that New Orleans food down there is too good, man. It's too good. He looked at he looked at a little stocky, man. When I was watching him on Friday night, you know, it was an earthquake that happened. Actually, that was the the coming of woes with another report. People don't realize that that's what canceled that summer league game. You know, it was an earthquake at the end of that game, and that was woes. But (laughs) (laughs) you sure wasn't Perk, or was Perk the aftershock? Perk was the aftershock. Perk was the aftershock. (laughs) But yeah, man, I was I was just watching him, man. I'm just like, man, dude, this dude look too big, man. He's just. I don't know, man. I don't yeah, know man. How long he gotta, he gotta rest. get, he gotta get shredded, dude. He gotta get shredded, like quick. He needs some trainers. Like, he needs. They'll get all that straight. That over time, like that'll come. I, I give him, give him two years and some nice hard work, nice dieting and conditioning. I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay. Yeah. Real quick, before we go into our next segment, I'll, I'll throw this in as an add-in because I heard about this last night and I wanted to discuss it with you uh, before our uh, season four is over with. But there was another adjustment in the NBA made by Adam Silver. Now, coaching challenges will be added to the NBA. Do you think this is going to slow down the game or do you think this is good for the game, for coaches to have challenges in the NBA? Oh, I think it's absolutely good. This is this is this is similar to the flags in football, right? Yes. Yeah, man. And in baseball, like, they're challenging too. Managers can challenge in baseball too. Give them two. Give them two challenges per game, and like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like at the end of the day, the refs are still the ones making the decision. Like, right. So, like, if you can at least challenge it officially, because see, what happens is like the refs make a bad call. 
they're looking at they're clearly looking at footage we're not looking at at home on TV, and you know it it could, it could cost the game, and then the, then the coaches are all mad about it in the in the post game press conference, and then they say something slick, and then they get fined, right? You know, but like if you if you give them the option to challenge it, they can you know let their let their issue with the call be known right then and there, and then that way they don't have to grumble about it later on, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah, I like the idea of challenges too. I think it's a great idea, especially after last year's finals. The, 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 it, it was probably one of the most. It was probably the worst referee finals I've seen in a long time. Like when there's actually, yeah, like last year. There was one game that was kind of bad called, but I, I think the rest of it was okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even last even last year's playoffs, it was a few series. The no, most notably the the Golden State Houston series from last year that was that was badly wrapped too, but it, it's gonna come. It's gonna come. I think it's gonna really help out a lot of coaches, and it'll slow down the game just a tad bit. But it, it won't be bad because you're gonna sit there realizing that hey, oh this coach made the right call, you know, and they're gonna get the call reversed, or it might not get reversed. The only thing I haven't looked up the depth of this new rule is you know in the NFL if you don't get the challenge right then you get a timeout removed so I'm wondering is there going to be any penalties if a coach challenge a, a maybe a foul call or a goal 10 or something like that and it turns out that the coach was wrong do they get docked a timeout a 20 second timeout uh, or yeah like, they'll probably they'll probably get docked something my, my question is, can you challenge a non-call? Say you spot the other guy travel, and you're like, man, where the refs ain't called that? Can you, can you do that? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question because there are situations where there are no calls. There, there are times where maybe somebody have, say, say Anthony LeBron James goes up for a layup and Anthony Davis goes up for the block. Now, clearly, you can see an instant replay that Anthony Davis probably fouled him, but the refs didn't call it. But the ball goes out of bounds, and the refs go and look to see who was the last player to touch it. But the refs are constantly looking at the instant replay and seeing that they missed a foul call, but they're not going to go back and change that. They're just looking at the play at hand of who, you know, who did the ball bounce of last? Was it LeBron's or Anthony Davis? So now with this new addition of coaches challenging, yeah, it's, it, it could be complicated as far as what they can and can't challenge. But that, that's up to the league to really go over with these coaches, like what they can and what they can they can't challenge. Because then, even in the NFL, there's times where coaches are trying to challenge something. And the refs are telling well, there's inconclusive evidence that you can challenge this call. Right, right. So I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm typing it in now. I'm trying to see if I could pull up. Now he said this is going to be an experiment. Oh. So we don't know if this is this is going to last. You know, past the 2019-2020 season. But, yeah. Uh, the NBA has already has call-challenging program in the G League, like they that they said. But, 
we'll we'll have I'll have to see. I'll have to do more. Uh, have to look more into it in depth. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to make the game a little bit more interesting, and and it's going to clean things up a little bit too. Now, and we can't say, well, if this didn't happen, well, they would have won this game, or if the refs wouldn't have called this, then they would have lost that game. You know, so, but. That still doesn't solve the issue completely. You saw what happened last year in the NFC Championship game where the refs, I mean, there are still challenges in the NFL, but the refs still got a call wrong. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's a good idea, though. All right. So before we go into our next segment, man, we're going to take a little commercial break and then we'll be back. Yes, sir. Let's, let's do that. D. Williams talks about Colt 45. There are two rules to remember if you want to have a good time. Rule number one, never run out of Colt 45. Rule number two, never forget rule number one. You want to know why you should keep plenty of Colt 45 on hand? You never know when friends might show up. I don't claim you can have a better time with Colt 45 than without it. But why take chances? The power of Colt 45. It works every time. All right, we back. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so, Ian, the prophet, which is going to be his new new name now, the prophet. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> I got to queue up that J Roof. I got to queue up that J <laughs> um, You text me something very interesting that got me super excited. And I, want, I, I can't wait to hear this, man. I think we're going to have another explosive uh, table talk. This, uh, oh, for this episode and <laughs> i'm calling this the magnificent vibes real talk table and so <laughs> real table talk real table talk so real raw 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 uncut exactly exactly put the kids up if you're going to be room. <laughs> if you're going to be a monkey be a gorilla <laughs> this ain't chess this is checkers <laughs> or what, what do you say? This ain't checkers, this chess. Yes, I'm playing them. <laughs> That's my job. That's your job. Yo, man. Gotta love Lorenzo, man. Gotta love Lorenzo. Lorenzo, you know what? <laughs> man, Lorenzo was the movie that Cuddy never got. <laughs> Training Day was the movie that Cuddy never got. Man. Yeah, yeah, they should have put they should have put Clifton Powell in that role. That would have, oh man, that would that, that, that would have been, been electric. Man. That would have been epic. Can you imagine him saying the King Kong line? <laughs> I'm putting cases on y'all, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I know all about pride. <laughs> you know what I just spent? You know what I just can't do? I just gave you PCP. <laughs> <laughs> just gave you PCP, young blood. <laughs> I can get surgical with this. <laughs> hey, pass the beat. <laughs> oh, all right, all right, man. We getting off track, but yeah, we we about to talk about overrated gatherings, man. And yes, this now, is now, the topic I, that Ian gave me to discuss. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be too negative, so I, I'm gonna give you five overrated ones and five underrated gatherings. All right, cool. And cool, I'm gonna give go. you one. And I'm gonna give you one that's in danger of becoming <laughs> overrated. 
Okay, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> all right. So, overrated gatherings, man. Man, what's up with these all white parties, man? <laughs> hey, man, you know what? I'm just going to kick my feet up and listen to you, man, because I don't get involved in none of that stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> I hear about it. That's that's just you. I hear that's about you it. A, I think they that's because you in a different region now, <laughs> right? I know. I just, <laughs> but I still think they whack. Even if I was still living on the south side, I still think it's. Whack. You know what? I've never been to one. I have no interest in one. But I hear other people talking about them. Like they just, it's like it's just a lap of luxury. And I'm like, what's? I just don't get the appeal here. And it's like, it's like, yeah, you know, we 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 dressed up in all white, and you know, and then we listen to. You know, we listen to 90s throwback R&B and get all grown and sexy on. Wait, what? Like, yo, I'm not I'm not that dude, man. Like, like, don't. I mean, what do they do? What do they do at the end of these parties? Have like a surprise food fight or something <laughs> like that? Like to make people come back? Right. Do they do they paint each other like 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 the opening of season one of In Living Color? Like paint their right. outfits? You know, I, I, I just. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the, they remember season one in living color like the beginning right oh my god dude that's hilarious they all started out in, like white i think white outfits and then they eventually got paint on them you can tell you what you want <laughs> <laughs> you see kim wayne's painting right. I don't oh, get it, man. man. I'm not with that. I'm not with that '90s throwback R&B, uh, uh, grown and sexy S curl vibe, man. Like people, I don't know, man. I don't, don't let the light skin fool you, man. I'm not with that, like at all. Like these, these, these all white parties, man. I just, I just don't get the appeal, man. Nor do I have an outfit that's all white. <laughs> right? Who walks around and buys all white clothes? People who shop at KNG. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. People who shop at KNG. People who shop at KNG. All right, man. Next one, man. Grown grown sleepovers. Have you seen this? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. They're not co ed. They're, they're not co ed. They're not co ed. This is something that sisters do. Oh, only sisters do this or brothers? No, I've never seen brothers do this, but I have seen grown. Oh, I have seen sisters do this. I've had heard of sisters have sleepovers. Yes, I've heard of it. It's that. creepy. Get 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 home to your family. <laughs> All right. Stop, knock this nonsense out, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I, and these are people these are people our age, man. These ain't like twenty year old singles, man. These are people our age. I'm, I'm, and they're doing karaoke in their pajamas. And, I got no problem with the karaoke. I got no problem with the karaoke. It's it's the sleepover part. Like, why can't I just go home? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm thinking about what our mothers did when we were coming up, Rodney. I don't recall them going to having sleepovers. I don't either. Sleepovers was something kids did. Yeah. All right. Next one. I don't know how this became a phenomenon. Bonfires. You know what? Now, is that cultural or regional? It's regional. I think it's regional. I think it's regional. But you know, I didn't think. I didn't. I will say this. I had. I didn't hear a bonfire, so I'm reading Burbank. They do that a lot out here. Well, you know like, what? That's been a big thing. You know what? Bonfires out my way are usually thrown at the lakefront. 
okay. Pete, they actually had them in their backyard and they got the actual like little thing. What's that underground thing? They get the they put oh, the the rocks and stuff on there. They put the fire pit. Yeah, the fire pit. They had a fire pit in the middle of their backyard and they fight the friends over, bring you a little seat That's or whatever different. and sit down and uh, go around the campfire. That's different. That's different. I'm talking about people getting together like at a at a at a location that's not someone's house or a bonfire. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, they was doing that back in the day. It wasn't as popular, but what is it pick is picking up steam? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just the weather's broke. Oh yeah. I, I think you do that more when it when the temperature like is wait a minute they're doing this in warm weather. Um, is it you know what I take that back. They might they might, might not be doing it in the heat of summer, but when the weather is is okay. nicer, I, I should say, like when it gets to be like right. sixty degrees at nighttime. Okay, okay. Cause, I mean, I, yeah, cause I see doing that when the weather is a little bit. In the sixty-ish type, overrated, you know, man. 50, overrated. 60s. Unless you're gonna pull out a guitar and start strumming "Kumbaya," man. <laughs> that, that's an overrated activity, man. We gonna sit around in circles, stay, you know, stare at this fire. It's weird, man. It's weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> they got the motor broadcast doing it. <laughs> but you know what? Aren't they? Aren't they at someone's house though? At the bro- in the broadcast? Huh? Aren't they at someone's house though? Um. I think they're outside. Are they? Okay. All right. Well, hey, I still think it's overrated. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, man. Next up, man. Anything involving a party bus? Oh. Oh. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. I got something. Um, here's the thing. If you're going to get a party bus, if you're going to if you're going to spring for the money to get, get a party bus. Spring for the money to have the bus drop people back off at their house. <laughs> you know what? My mom actually just went on a party bus with some sisters. They went to that Marvin Gaye um, concert. It was oh the play. Get her the play. She said it was pretty good too. She said it was good. She 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 just said that she wished it had more uh, singing. You know, it was it was a little bit really focused on the bad stuff but she said it was good but yeah they, they took a party bus there and they took them home now see i've seen it done in a way where okay everybody meet me at my house the party bus is gonna pick pick us up from my house take us to where we need to be and then just take us back to my house and then y'all still gotta get yourselves home after we've been drinking all night mm-hmm. that's I don't know, man. That's that's a little inconsiderate to me. Like, like I'm a, I'm gonna make sure I get back home, but I'm not gonna make sure my guests get back home. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But I never done a party party bus before. We used to do the limo thing a lot. I know, uh, you know, that was a big deal back in the days. You know, drive the limo around. Somebody graduate from high school. You know, they pull up, pick up a pick up pick you up from the graduation in the limo and everybody see you like hey hey what's going on you know you know y'all got a limo but party bus uh, i don't really do that I don't, I don't hear too much of that around here i don't know man i just feel people are trying to recreate some sort of reality show saying the party bus man like like i, I could drive myself man like, like i'll get yeah. up there on my own man i don't need a party bus 
All right, man. Last up, man. These have become overrated, unfortunately, man. Because I was rooting for these in the beginning, man. Poetry readings. Okay. Oh, man. Just stop with the poetry readings, man. Because what they've become, they've become a, a platform. It's like social media, man. They just become a platform to get attention. It's right. like, it's become this thing where, like, who can say the edgiest thing and get away with it and have people talking about it? Right. Not to mention, ain't a lot of good, there's not a lot of good poets out there. No. No. You know, I, I've gone to a few and I've, I've seen some decent, you know, some decent spitters. But the vast majority I go to, it's like these people clearly just like started writing poetry like last week. <laughs> My black queen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for our underrated gatherings, man, our underrated gathering, man, horseback riding. Okay. I didn't have know you, that was the thing. Have you, oh man, have you, have you been? Oh yeah, I've been horseback riding. I've done that, but not in the gathering setting. We just took a few friends, a few of the young people with us to go horseback. We got a horseback riding ranch not too far from us. So okay, I'll go to that. Yeah, take take like seven, eight, nine friends with you, man. It's it's a fun, exhilarating time, man. I I, I dig it, man. I dig it. All right, another thing that's underrated: escape rooms. You know what? I see that a lot on social media. I see a lot of people post uh, the, the escape room on social media. I haven't tried it out yet because I don't get the concept. Can you help me out with that? Okay, so they they, they put you in like it's this staged room and like like there's clues around the room. Like the, the doors are locked. The, at least the one I went to, the doors are locked. You have to find a clue in the room. You got to look around the room and find a clue that leads you to a key that will get you out of that room and then it'll lead you to another room and there are more clues as to where to find the key in that room to get out of that room and you might even have to depend on clues you saw in the first room and then there might be a third room you got to get out and, and it just goes on like that so you escape out of all the rooms and your time and if you're you know I think if you get out um, under a certain time Wait, let me think about it. Yeah, if you get out under, you, you have to get out under a, a target, you know, amount of time. Right. Okay, I got you. But it's it's fun, man. It's pretty fun, especially if you go with friends. Um, uh, uh, Reggie and Janae, they took us this one escape room where they like divided all the couples. They put right. in one room and all the all the uh, uh, you know wives in another room, but we could still hear each other. And we had to yell clues over to the next room to help them get out of their room and they had to yell clues over to us to help us get out of our room it was it was pretty fun man it was pretty fun okay yeah i see that coming a big deal on social media a lot of people been going um danita i don't know i think she think it's overrated but i'll have to run it by her again uh but yeah because she was like yeah i heard of escape room i don't know i don't think it's all that so i don't i'm i don't know man i might try it i don't know you, well, you got to go with the right people, though. That's true. You got to go with the right people. Right. All right. Next up, man. Underrated uh, underrated activity. I'm not even going to call the gathering. Um, softball games, man. Oh, yeah. Big time. Love yeah. softball. Young kids don't play softball no more, man. What's up with that? Man, I love I love me some softball, man. Love me some softball. It, you got That's a must at every congregation picnic, actually. I like it. 
you're gonna have a congregation picnic, man. Have a nice baseball field, man. Get the friends going, and just man, just play. You know, and, and, you know, nobody cares about juicing up their team. That's the one sport where you could play, and you don't care who's on your team because yeah. it's still gonna be fun. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Softball games, man. Underrated. Next up, man. 90s parties, man. How come more people don't do this, man? I love 90s parties, man. I think I think it's I think it's dope. I think bringing back the 90s culture is always a plus for me. I celebrate it, man. I love it. Yeah, man. I, I've been to one. I, it's like I think was it Linnell that threw it? I think Linnell threw that one. He invited me to that. I didn't, I couldn't make it, but yeah. Uh, I'm definitely if he does if he does another one, I'm definitely gonna try to make the next one. Yeah, man, I, I had a good time. I had a good time, and then finally, man, underrated, man, wine tastings. Wine tastings are great. Wine tastings are great. Have you been to Gatlinburg yet? No, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Oh, that's the moonshine capital, dude. Like, so back in 2013, we did a trip for our, my in-laws' anniversary. We actually went out as a family and a few friends. Actually, uh, Sam Curcio went with us, and we, we went to we rented out a big house in the you know woods and everything, and we were able to go down in Gallenberg. They got nothing but wine tastings all down their main strip, and you can just go anywhere and just do wine tastings. They got they got chairs that'll rock you. Uh, if you had a little bit too many, you know, just, <laughs> just go sit in, the, sit in the rocking chair and rock yourself to sleep. Wake back up, do it again. It, it's, it's dope. Oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah, wine tastings are always nice, especially when they tell you what to pair with your food and give you suggestions on that. Because a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, I've, of course, I sell it for a living, so I don't, you know, I, I, I get I get a lot of information on wine, but. A lot of people like wine, but they don't really know what's a pair with certain foods. And when you learn how to pair wine with certain foods, that's when it really starts popping, you know, right. for you. So, but yeah, man. And one one activity that's in danger of becoming overrated. I hate to say this, man. Apple picking. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say that, man. I I absolutely love apple picking. I like. Here's the thing. It depends. I feel like this. It depends on who you go with, and it depends. It depends most on where you go because there's a lot of orchards out here that people don't know about that are really dirt cheap, and they have more than just apples. Right. I went to I went to County Line Orchard, man, last year, man, with my son. Some group of friends invited me, dude, man. It was freaking crowded, dude. The line to get in was like Great America. I go. I get it. I finally get in there, dude. It's a madhouse. Ain't no fruit on the trees. They got this whole barn, you know, situation set up, going in and out of the orchards, where it's like you got to go through this really big barn, and all they're doing is just selling you, you know, products, prepackaged products that they made from the apples. It's like I don't want to buy this. I can't even pick apples. Like, like I don't want right. to pay six dollars for a gallon of cider. Like, right. You know, and it's just. Look, search out the smaller or the lesser known orchards, man. Like, like, cause those 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 super crowded orchards, man. They 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 they're overrated, man. Find an orchard that also doesn't just have apples. They got orchards that also have cherries, strawberries, blueberries, peaches. Like, you don't have to just stick with apples. Mm-hmm. But 
you know it's yeah. kind of become this phenomenon over the years but now everybody goes but now everybody's going to the same spot you know and it's just right. you know this ain't this ain't what i'm used to i'm used to the hay rides the corn maze and mm. all of that not just like you know okay buy some stuff <laughs> right right i will say this county line orchard their prices are are high like for no reason for no reason for no reason no it's reason. like i will say that i do agree with you on that for for a gallon of for a gallon of apple cider is like eight bucks yeah yeah you know what i mean like, so i can make my own you know what i mean i will say this they got some popcorn seasonings that's off the chain i bought like four of them boys man off the chain off the chain that's the best thing i ever bought from them <laughs> all right man i'm gonna take your word for it because i ain't buying nothing from them <laughs> <laughs> oh and, and, and i will and i still like the their the, the donuts but i'm gonna tell you me and my wife on our anniversary we went to door county we went to door county uh way north in wisconsin we went to a cherry orchard and it was a inside the store and their their prices are super reasonable when you go in there it smell awesome but they also got cherry donuts right so my wife bought some and we get back to the hotel and i'm looking at you know the donuts they they, they look at you know average they look like the average donut you get at dunkin donuts so she like oh you want to you want a uh, donut right now? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll take one. I'll take one. Not like in high anticipation of getting a donut, but of eating it. But, you know, it was just, hey, it's just to get me through the day because I didn't really feel like eating nothing big. Man, I took a bite of this cherry donut and one of the best donuts I ever had in my life, man. <laughs> I literally stopped and just looked at it for like two straight minutes after the first bite, like, just me mugging it like what <laughs> like i'm about to tear you up <laughs> now i was about to will barton that donut man I i'm gonna tear it up I'm about, i said i tore that donut up <laughs> <laughs> man you can i mean the actual cherries like you can take man it was like dude it was crazy man it was crazy excellent donut just a basic donut man and it was excellent better than any donut shop i've been to in chicago dude it was that's crazy that is crazy so you're right i mean you you wanted something i mean i might have to do a little bit more research and find some other orchards out there that you know please do man please, please do please do because that that county line orchards man they just exploiting people up there man i i I went, just, you know, to get my sunny experience, man. I was terribly underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's. I, I I like me. I like I, I like apple picking as a tradition for us. You know, we've been doing it for honestly, man. It's it's starting to get. Uh, it's starting to pick up popularity, but man, I me and my wife been doing this since we got married, man. We we've been going apple picking forever, man. Dude, I've been apple picking since the eighties, man. Since yeah. the eighties. And like when, like back in the day, like when it we wasn't would tell, a big deal. yeah, it wasn't a big deal when we would tell cats, even up to like as early as like 2005. Like, oh, that's lame. That's lame. Why right. y'all go pick apples? Why y'all picking apples? Yo, you know, you could just buy them at the store. It's like, it's like, dude, it's the experience. And it's you more than just picking apples, there's other fruits. They have a winery up there that they make, they make fruit wine. It's dope. 
it's dope. You get a little fresh air. You know what I'm saying? Bro, you do where you can pet the pets, like like, like pet not the, pet the little animals, you know, for the kids. Well, we ain't deal with the whole zoo thing. Ain't we wasn't doing all that. But, but I did that the first time. I did it for the first time last year because we was with a couple that had really young ones and they really wanted to do it. Because okay. we usually don't do that either. That was my first <laughs> time doing it. And I was like, oh, this ain't bad. You get to, you know, the little lambs and stuff. You get to feed them and everything. It, it was decent. Yeah, man. But it's like, yeah, man, you would get clowned for doing that. And now, like, you know, all of a sudden by 2007, like, everyone's doing it. I'm like, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, on to our this face. I appreciate it. That was good. That was a good list, man. That was a good list. Oh, one more thing before we get into this face about the open mics, the, the poetry sets. Man, the reason why they whack in, I'm going to tell you the reason why they, they whack. Because I happen to go on one. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Hey, you might be on to something, man. You might be on to something. Yeah. Hey, when I, I I stopped doing them, I did four straight, and I said, you know what, man? People don't appreciate the culture, man. I'm done. And yeah, it's it's hard to keep them going, man, because people just kind of it's just a social event. It turns into a social event instead of people actually going in there and really throwing down some some good talent. You know? Right, and it's not its not the people coming, they have no connection or appreciation to the culture. Because let's just be honest, man. Like, poetry readings are an offshoot of the hip-hop culture. At, le- at, least, at least in their current uh, uh, state. You know what I'm saying? They're in their current rendition. And that's all it is. You know what I mean? And you got a lot of people coming there who have no concept or no, they're not immersed in, the, in that hip-hop culture, so they really don't know what they're signing up for. And then you got a lot of cats who just use it to, to get attention. Yeah. You know, I ain't gonna say no names, man, but, you know, they, they, they've really blown up over the years to the point where they've become, like, these these big events. You know what I mean? Where you, you, you're written out venues and stuff like that. And... You know, I'm hearing about some of the poems being read. And it's just like, man, it sounds whack. It's this whack with a cape on it, man. Like, <laughs> and and, it, and, it, and to me, it's taken away from like a lot of it is is they're trying to get appeal from outsiders. They're trying to show that oh, we could be edgy and still, you know, sound like a witness. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't. You can't like, yeah, that, <laughs> like, 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 pick, pick one or the other. Like, I, I would rather just get together with a bunch of dudes and doing a freestyle cipher. You know what I mean? Than like try to like support one of these like these these poetry readings where it's just like it's it's just a bunch of people disconnected and disingenuous with the culture. And, you know, uh-huh. the reason you're trying to get mainstream appeal is, or get more appeals because you're trying to get butts and seats. But those butts and seats, they might translate to dollars for you, but they don't necessarily translate to to more people who just appreciate the art. I love to do listening part. They just honestly. they just coming. They're just coming because it's going to be some, just some chicks there. Right. You know what I'm saying? They just come, coming because it's going to be some sisters there. Exactly. Brother Sanders ain't even into poetry. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Brother Sanders is coming in, pulling up, listening to Isaac Brothers talking about some years. With his with his mandals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 
Oh man, but let's get to this big space, man. But oh yeah, one more thing. Listen, yeah. I, I feel like listening parties should be a thing, man. Like, like music heads getting together in one room, man, and sharing. Dude, I've been wanting to do something like that for a long time, man. That's a good idea, man. I think I think we need to get that going. That's a good idea. Like, like, yeah, like have everybody like upload some tracks that you know right up on, but no one else is on. And just take turns. Yep. Here's my playlist of five songs. Here's your playlist of five songs. Yeah. Get a little wine. Yep. That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. So I'm all for it, man. Yeah. Dead space. Um, I was at the boy. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I was at the Cubs White Sox game, and I saw something that caught my attention. I actually took some pictures and everything. I took some pictures of the jumbotron at Guaranteed Rate. And the Jumbotron had an advertisement of dipping dots. <laughs> and so I posted it on social media and I made a comment saying that is it me or am I the only one that thinks dipping dots is overrated? Now, before you answer that, I'm just I'm taking a page out of the mag- out of vibes and stuff book since it's our brother network. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's our it's our brother podcast. Yes, it's our brother podcast vibes and stuff. Which, by the way, Rod, have you been have you been dropped in for season five yet? Uh, oh yeah, I did the whole episode uh, for you with a half a voice. A couple of a couple of episodes ago. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I filled in for Jamil. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. And, and, and also, and Cuddy made an appearance in season five too. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was like, man, we season five been kind of light on the Rodney. Yeah, I know, I know. I'll be back. I'll be back for the next episode. All yeah. right. Oh man, dude, you got to be back for the next one, man. We we went through round one of our greatest radio singles of the two thousands, and it was a lot of upsets. Oh, okay. I'm, I can't wait. I'm actually. I just got your link. I'm gonna listen to it on the way to work. So I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna be uh, sending some angry emojis at you. <laughs> hey man, it's a lot of upsets, man. We well, was like Zach was like, man, we need Rodney to reroute his ship, man. <laughs> Let me guess, Reggie and Greg was there. No, they weren't. That's the thing. Oh, That's the thing. Okay, there was some tracks that I don't want to get too much away, but there was some tracks by Kanye that should have got out the first round. It did not get out the first round. Oh. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. I definitely want to listen to that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out definitely. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm. If, if you listen to vibes and stuff, if you don't listen to vibes and stuff, well, here's a little feedback. One of the segments on Ian's show is called Overrated or Underrated, where he takes different subjects, topics, movies, or whatever, and just breaks them down and asks the crew whether it's overrated or underrated. So we're gonna do that today during our theater space segment with concession stand food let's do it so i'm gonna start off with dipping dots overrated or underrated they are overrated oh thank you Ian. thank you thank you thank you just give me just give me ice cream why are you trying to give me why are you trying to give me these alien eggs You ever seen you ever seen this old B movie from back in the day called The Stuff? No. Oh man, it's it's crazy, dude. It's a it's from the 70s. It's this horror movie called The Stuff. It's about this like this alien 
organism that looks like yogurt and everybody's like everybody's like eating it like it's crazy man eating it like crazy because it tastes so good and then once it gets inside you man it, it, it eats you from the inside out it's a crazy movie dude oh okay okay but it's a it's a good movie it's a good movie okay but that's what dipping dots that's, remind me of that that, 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 that remind me of clarence williams off uh tales from the hood <laughs> the stuff <laughs> ah. you'll get the stuff <laughs> that's where i'll hide it <laughs> clarence williams the third Oh man, that's another underrated actor, man. Yes, another. he is. We got to do an underrated actor list, man. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> Season five, we gonna get that going, man. Oh man, hot dogs, underrated, yeah. man. Underrated. I say it. I say it depends on where you go. That's I, I just, that's true. Because there, like, there there's some concession stands that be trying to use some weak hot dogs. Terrible, terrible. Wrigley Field is one of them. Terrible hot dogs. Uh, guaranteed rate their hot dogs are amazing fresh off the grill nice and warm it could i mean it's just nice the texture of it is nice great america hot dogs are terrible i didn't really care for theirs you um, know what the more you mention it man i, I you know what yeah yeah overrated overrated I'm, okay. I'm thinking about i'm thinking about home cooked hot dogs man no not home cooked hot dogs i'm talking about you can see them sitting in that little heat and, and, and it's just twirling around, man. And you get one, and you look good. But then when you get one, you bite into it. You're like, man, this is whack. You ain't got no flavor, no nothing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Overrated. All right, all right. Uh, nachos, overrated, underrated. <sighs> you know what? Over time, they have become overrated. I, I, I have to agree with you on that. They don't give. First of all, they don't never give you enough of them. Or they give you, they don't give you enough cheese. You got enough nachos, but they give you like one cup of cheese and then buy another cup of cheese. It's like $5. And it's like, man, just give me, just give me the right amount of cheese proportionate to my nachos. Right. And then the, all the, the, the jalapeno peppers are terrible now. Where do they get these jalapeno peppers from? Like, Dude, they be all discolored. They be like brown and red. It's like, man, what are we? This thing be hot. I, the ones I, I've gotten have been hot. They just they just look like discolored and old and wilted. Like what's yeah, like what's I, going on? Yeah, I, I don't I don't like that. Nachos is becoming overrated. And but I will say this: there are some places that do nachos right. Like Miller's, I like Miller's. Their nachos. They but see with 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 Miller's, you get the chicken nachos and you get the chicken put in there with the cheese on there you know you good you know but it's it's definitely overrated i will say this what's underrated is hood nachos yes hood nachos are underrated but you can barely find those anymore you don't find those when with the beef man they got the they pull that beef out don't know where that beef came from (laughs) nachos put the cheese on there man man i'll be in heaven Man, that's rat beef. <laughs> oh man, no wonder, no wonder my my appendix. I had to get appendix surgery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this man. man ended up eating all them nachos as a kid. <laughs> oh wow! 
But yeah, funnel, uh, funnel cakes, overrated or underrated? Oh man, underrated. Yeah, funnel cakes are underrated, man. My wife put me on the uh, uh, funnel cakes. Yeah, those are delicious, man. Yeah. Have but- you had the funnel cake fries at Checkers? No. Oh, dude, you gotta get some. They are they are delicious, man. I was up at the Checkers the other day on 87th and Stony, like, yo, give me them funnel fries, nigga. <laughs> Hey, they only got one checkers around me, and it's in a gas station. What? Yeah, on sixty third. No. Oh man, you got you got to come back out to the you got to come back out to the to the old old hood, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm out to Garfield. The one on Garfield is still there, right? Yeah, but they that one's whack. Go go to the one on eighty seven for Stony. On the one on eighty seven, Stony is better. Yeah. Okay. The one on Garfield, they don't. I can tell by how they fries taste. They don't even change their grease. Uh, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good on that. They used to have one on Archer on 55th and Archer, but they closed that one down and turned it into an Arabic spot. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, cotton candy, overrated or underrated? I'm gonna go underrated, man. Man, my wife loved cotton candy, man. Like, like, cats on my show was hating on cotton candy, man. I'm like, man, I dig it. And it's cheap, it's the cheapest thing you can buy. Yeah, 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 it is. It is. Um I'm just not a fan of it. I, I just I just never got into the cotton candy thing. I don't think it's overrated though, because candy is never overrated. But yeah, I, I, I just I just gotta have more I, I just have to build more of a rapport with it. But that's the first thing my wife won't, man, when she go to a Bulls game, when she go to if we go to Great America or we go somewhere. Uh, that has a concession stand with cotton candy featured in it. She wants that cotton candy. Cotton candy's dope. Yeah. Uh, popcorn. Overrated or underrated? Under Black. underrated. Yeah. I love movie popcorn. I love I love concession stand popcorn. People, it, it can be a little overpriced. It, it, yeah, you're right. <laughs> overpriced, but it but at least it's good when you buy it. Yeah, yeah, you put put that put that butter on there, that butter syrup on there, and get that, get that salt on there. Oh man, I follow this uh, channel called Dude Perfect. You ever heard of them? No. Okay, so they came out with a they came out with a types of people a video called Types of People at Movies, and <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> he did this one. He's like the uh, the person that puts you know the person that drinks they popcorn with butter. So the dude went up to the butter machine, right? He took his popcorn and he hit the button to put the butter on the top, right? Now, you know how you go into the theater, you know, the butter is still at the top, you eating and everything. Then when you get like midway through, you ain't really tasting the butter anymore, right? Yeah. He he had a solution for that. He took a straw, a large straw, extra large straw. Put it in, inserted it into the popcorn, and put the straw in the where the hole is. What? Hit the button for the butter to go into the straw so it can get to the bottom of the bucket. That's genius. Yeah, dude. I'm like, why I never thought of this for years, dude. I've been going to movies for years, never thought of that. So okay, so after he gets it. Gets it on the top. He sticks the straw in. Halfway toward the bottom. That's dope. Yeah. I'm going to try that. Yeah, dude. 
I've That's actually contemplated. I've actually contemplated stealing a salt shaker into the and taking it into the theater with me. So that way, that way, when I get to the middle with a, of the bag, I could just you know pull it out, put some more salt on, and be good. Hey, are then, you, hey, Ian, you a smuggler like me, man? Oh, I'm definitely a smuggler. Man, Dollar Tree is the best thing ever, man. Yes, it is. Me and my wife go to Dollar Tree before every every time we go before we go to the movies, man. And low key Walgreens too, man. Walgreens got some good stuff too. They get some good deals sometimes on that candy, man. Yeah, we'll pop. What we'll do? We'll we'll load up, go back home. We get a bunch of Ziploc bags, pop everything, pop the popcorn, pour it in Ziploc bags, get the candy. Throw. We we actually mix and match the candy sometimes. Mm. Mix and match the candies Put it in like Big Ziploc bag My wife got her purse She chunk it in her purse We good to go Oh wow Man I remember one time I was in the show I was I forgot what I was seeing I was with Dave And Zach And um I think we was at Orland Theater man That The, the homie Dave Came up in there He had a, he, had a, he had Chinese food And a bottle of scotch <laughs> I was like How you get a bottle of scotch Up in here <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy hey shouts out to Dave that's that's a boss move <laughs> that's a boss move hey and I did see I remember the 80 is the 87 is that movie theater on 87 still open yes dude have you been there lately I've been there at all dude it's it's dope man they they refurbished it it's like a it's like a luxury theater now man they got like concession stands in the theater you can order from your seat and and servers bring your food to you is it an amc too no it's not an amc it's, it's some other name awesome. i can't think of it but it's it's actually a decent experience man like like they're really stepping it up at that theater but you know me man i, I don't I, I i'll support them but i don't really support most of these these luxury theaters where you you got to buy your ticket three days in advance or else you're going to be sitting up against the movie screen right like right, right. I, I go to the theater in lansing man it's no frills no advanced ticketing no assigned seats it's just a straight up old school movie theater it's like it's like the movie theater from um from the last dragon <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 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 like it's like one of them. You got Puerto Ricans breakdancing in the back of the theater. You, you got Rostaman smoking in the balcony. It's an old school theater, man. I love it, man. I love it. You eat your popcorn with chopsticks. Yup, yup. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old school theater. I took my son to see Spider Man there. In fact, oh, that's I'm, like, I'm not I'm not even messing around with these luxury theaters no more, man. I don't I don't like I don't like having to pick your own seat. Oh, sure. See, I, I told. See, I said I mentioned this. I think in season two or something like that, man. I've been doing the whole nineteen dollars a month thing, man. It's been it's been working out well for me. But you know, I was going to get the reason why I asked about Eighty Seventh Street is because the last time I went, uh, I went with <laughs> my sister, my, my my wife's auntie was dating this brother, and she wanted me and my wife to go on the you know go chaperone. So we went on a double date to that movie theater over there and go see Fantastic Four of all movies. <laughs> uh, so we went there to go see it, and bro, see some of the hoodest things you can ever see. Had a, you know, women coming in there with 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 hair nets on, rollers, <laughs> Harold's chicken. People bringing Harold's chicken inside. I'm sitting there. I'm like. You know me, man. I'm Harold's. 
I'm all the <laughs> Harold's. I know Harold's when I smell it. I'm sitting there like, I turn around and they they killing that Harold's. I'm seeing people pulling wings out. I mean, like, what? So I don't know, man. I, like you know, Dave. I think Dave. He, he, he outdid himself on that one. Yeah, he, he straight up had like a, a plate of Chinese food and a bottle of scotch. Man. And it was like the summertime, so it wasn't like he had a coat on. And he, you know what I mean? Right. Wow. <laughs> so, we got some awards to give out, man. And, um, yes, we do. Know, yes, we do. Be, Dave might be a recipient of an award today, man. <laughs> but uh, let's start off with you played yourself award. You got any awards for this week? Yes, you played yourself. Jeannie Buss and Rob Palenka. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh, Kawhi Leonard made them drive. He changed the location of their meeting, their free agent meeting with him, to like somewhere that was like two hours away in some remote part of California that was actually close to Paul George's house, and and had them drive out to meet him just to play them at the end of the day. Wow. I didn't know he did all that. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, they drove two hours away from the original meeting spot they were supposed to meet him at. Mm, wow, crazy! I don't have any awards for the you played yourself, but um, and the essence of Otis. Do you got anything for essence Otis? Yeah, man, Ryan Hollins, man. Like I know I didn't mention him before on this. It's like, dude, man, we don't want to hear your basketball commentary, man. Did you hear part two? Of no, Ryan, of Ryan Hollins is stupid. I didn't even hear part two yet. I just listened to part two. It's hilarious, dude. Go check it out. I'll see you the link. Oh my god! Stop having him on the TV, man. <laughs> he a goofy man. <laughs> oh man, he looked like that dude in high school. You used to just like the cats used to take they 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 young homies up to and be like, "Hey, yo, spill off on this dude real quick." <laughs> <laughs> and if he and if he and if he if he hits you back, we gonna stump a mud hole in him right here. <laughs> Dang, that's Ryan Hollins. That's the dude you do that to. Wow. Yeah, Ryan Hollins is. Terrible. Hey, little homie, still off on Ryan real quick. <laughs> he ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> right. Oh man. Uh, hey, shot. I, I got a. I got an essence of. Old. And uh, ain't nobody come to see you play basketball, Floyd Mayweather, man. You just stay in the boxing ring, man. Did you Floyd see what Mayweather. happened? Yeah, Floyd Mayweather, man. I guess he was playing a pickup game of basketball. And he really thought he could play some excellent defense on and one legend, the Bone Collector. And it was pretty bad, man. Uh, bone, he was getting up with him. He was, you know, Bone Collector was doing his, you know, Patented dribble moves, you know, that's what and one is known for, just dribbling. And you know, Floyd Mayweather thought he had that Kawhi Leonard like defense. Turned out he had that Enos Kaner like defense. Ended up landing that man on the ground, dude. KO. I'm talking about like Wesley Matthews. Uh not Wesley Matthews. Um, remember how James Harden did uh that cat from the Clippers, I forgot his name. I think his last name is Wesley but he made him fall and he had like James Hart just st- stared at him while he was down on the ground and he oh, got up real yeah, slow yeah, yeah. yeah 
he did him like that, dude. It was so bad. They got he is a meme right now as we speak. People making Street Fighter memes of uh, of him, where they like do the uh, selection. <laughs> you know how on Street Fighter when if you you know the character selection screen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't aware of this. Like, but yeah, a lot dude. of people. A lot of people don't know this, but like Floyd Mayweather is only like five six. Yeah, he's not that tall. Yeah, he's not that tall. And he and and he he can't play defense. I'll tell you that now. He can't play defense. So yeah, ain't nobody come to see you play basketball, uh, Floyd. Man, stick to the game. Stick to the game of boxing, man. You know, stick to what you do best. Stay off the basketball court. Yeah, please do. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got the Cuddy Award. I got quite a few Cuddy Awards. Um, one goes to Dave Sidnor. Shouts out to Dave for bringing Chinese food and liquor into the theater. Uh, thanks for sharing that with me, Ian. Truly appreciate it. <laughs> Dave no is now a recipient of the Cuddy Award on Magnificent Vibes. I would definitely let him know. Uh, also got two more awards for the Cuddy Award. Cuddy Award Shouts out to Darren Collison. I meant to talk about this last week, man, but he made the straight uh, bold move to stop his NBA career and become a Jehovah's Witness, man. So shouts out to wait a minute. Darren I think I, he- I heard about this. I heard about this. I didn't. Yeah. They said he was focusing on this ministry, on the ministry, but they didn't say he was going to be a witness. No, he actually said Jehovah's Witness in in his letter that he wrote. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so so big shout out to Darren Collison, man. You know, join welcome back, wel- welcome to the family. And uh, hey, brothers, I just want to send out a warning to all you brothers out there, man. Don't get excited if you see this man pull up to the basketball court and playing a pickup game. Don't be trying to fight each other, trying to get him on y'all <laughs> team, trying to stack y'all team. You know, stop all that. Just let the man be 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 him. And then uh, my last Cuddy Award goes to Coco Golf. Have you heard of her? No. Wait, is that the is that the golf player? No. She she's a tennis player. Fifteen years old. She was playing in Wimbledon over the week. You know, now they're in round. They're in the they're in the elite eight right now. She's eliminated right now, but she made it all the way to the Sweet Sixteen in Wimbledon. The girl is 15 years old, beating grown men, grown women in tennis, including Venus Williams, who she beat yeah. in the first round. I saw that. I did see her. I did see her. Yep. Yeah, and and a bon- and I got a bonus cutty award for Corey Goff's grandmother, who's suing her son. <laughs> that report came out later. If you want more information on that, just go look it up. I'm not gonna go into details about it, but that's straight balls boss move right there. So those are all the Cuddy Awards I got for the day. My Cuddy Award is going to no other than Kawhi Leonard. Oh, big time. Yeah, how could I not? For, for using LeBron James' playbook against him. But but executing it way better than LeBron James. LeBron James, he's so transparent in everything he does. Like It's, it's, it's like, dude, we see what you're doing. We, we see what you're doing, man. Like, right. But, but Kawhi, man, it's like it, he didn't... He waited till the last minute for the big reveal, man. Yep. And it was, man, dude, it was such a boss move what he pulled. Had everybody fooled. Yep. Everybody fooled. Everybody fooled. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody. Yeah, no. LeBron James, man, he just, 
you know, he, he he does what he wants to, and then he tries to play clean up later. You know what I mean? Like that, that that's the whole purpose of his little barbershop show. You know, it's just it's you know, I mean, we we, we talked about it. You said what? Yeah, we we yeah, really talked about it before. It's like the vibe is just inauthentic. You you know he's being surrounded by a bunch of yes men, and they they try to market it as like, oh, this is the this is the uh, the uncut real LeBron. Like, no, he ain't not real. Like, what makes him real? Because because he says the f word, because he says the n word. Like, that ain't real. Like, get out of no, here. This, real. Is, <laughs> this is this is this is propaganda. <laughs> well, he's so real. He says the n word. Like, he says the f word. Like, come on, man. Like, that ain't real. No, that ain't he's real. pushing. He's pushing his narrative, man. Yeah, that that's hilarious, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> Why is he real? Because you say the F word. Because you said the N word. <laughs> that ain't real at all. All right, man. It's a shame award, man. <laughs> it's a shame what happened to Russell Westbrook. Woo! It's all. It was all good just a week ago. It was all good just a week ago for me. It's a shame what happened to the Eastern Conference. <laughs> Eastern Conference back, they back to normal, back to the Eastern Conference we remember. Yeah, man, they would they would stack this one year. Now it's now it's gone back. Now it's um, gone back. Uh, sorry, sorry, Eastern Conference. Like, like you saw, man, you saw his his retool. They gonna be they gonna be tough to beat, and don't count out the the, the Spurs. And don't count out the Sacramento Kings. I'm gonna get my profit on right now, man. Cause cause Kings is knocking at the door of the playoffs last year. They gonna take that leap next year. They made some really good moves. They made some really good moves, man. And, and they're and they're on the come up. I like I like them. I like them a lot. They will be the AC. They will be the AC next year. Uh, so you know, I know we. It's gonna be a minute. It's gonna be a, at least a couple weeks before we do our predictions, man. But man, it's. That West stack, yeah, it sure is, dude. It's 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 pretty stacked. I can't I can't wait to next season. Can I mean? Can the season start now, man? That, that's how I'm feeling. Man, I I wish it would, man. I wish it would, man. All right, so uh, to close our show out, we are gonna get into some hidden vibes, man. I got a hidden vibe for you, Ian. It's an instrumental album uh, by Freddie Joe Kim. You up on him? Yes, I am. Uh, Midway is the name of the album, though. Man, smooth, smooth instrumentals, dude. Just, just, you know, his production is really nice, man. He's got, he actually has a nice catalog of uh, instrumental albums that's really good. And uh, so, if you haven't, check it out. Uh, it's, 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 it's a nice album to, you know, play while you're out chilling, barbecuing, grilling, whatever. Um, just. Freddie Joe Kim. It's called Midway. It came out in 2010. Okay. Okay. I got. I got this. Um, I had a couple of people I wanted to highlight, but I'm gonna just keep it simple for the sake of time. Uh, this dude by the name of Mike Flip. He's got a uh, beat CD out or beat tape out called Heavy Rotation. You can find it on Bandcamp and YouTube. Um, just dope, jazzy, boom bap, 90s type type beats, man. Dude doesn't disappoint, man. Like, check him out. Heavy call, heavy rotation with Mike Flip. Okay, I actually just saved that in the archives as you as you just talk as you speak. I just found it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop this on when I get on the train too. 
I thought I listened to vibes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So definitely good show, man. Hey man, we gotta we gotta have Victor on the show, man, at some point. Oh, we definitely gonna try to get Victor on. Plus, I want to get Linnell or Javon on too as well for the season five. And uh, there's one thing I want to. I mean, if, if there, I just want to mention a few nuggets before we leave going into season five. I do want to continue the barbershop talk. Um, that's I got a few more stories that I'm going to share for the next season. Also, I want to. I got an interesting topic that I want to discuss. Maybe we can have another guest on here. Um, I'm going to rank. I'm going to do this by decade. And I want to get when I rank them, I want to get you guys input on it. Maybe y'all agree. Maybe you guys are disagree. But I'm going to start off with the 2000 era. The two, no, the 2010 era, since we are entering the 220 dec, you know, decade, we are finishing up a decade. I'm going to rank all of the championship teams from 2010 to 2019. In terms of talent? In terms of who had the best championship run. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> and then I'm going to do 2000s, and then I'm going to do 90s, and, you know, just do a, rank, a team ranking. So uh, definitely want to get into that, and, and also we want, I, I do want to resurrect a bracket. If you got a good idea for a bracket, in uh, you know, let me know. I do want to do another bracket too uh, for the next season as well. Absolutely, yep, yep, definitely. So uh, and any any producers we can think of too, if we can, you know, I we did a lot of popular producers for season four. That's been a huge hit. A lot of, a lot of, I've been getting a lot of good feedback from different people on social media saying they like the mixes. Um, you know, I, I told them that you did them. They was like, "Oh, he ain't doing mixes? Okay, all right, cool." So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they said it like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they, like they don't know you exist or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Right, like, like oh, 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 all he did was go on field service. <laughs> 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 yeah man so uh i definitely want to get into you know tapping into producers that maybe a lot of the fans don't really know about and, and maybe you know edu- just educating the people uh, for our for our music section so yeah man i had an idea for that where we kind of just do um uh, we, we dig up our own underground artists and like like i'll dig up one and you dig up someone on your end and then we just we just share whatever you know tracks we feel people should check out. That's true. That's cool. I'm, I'm down with that because we did the Mount Rushmore producers already. So you know now it's time to get into these these other artists and get them some get them some shine. Yeah, the more hidden artists like the DJ Spinners, the oh, Apollo, Apollo Brown, Apollo Brown. Yes, yes, yeah. So yeah, we're definitely gonna get into that um, for the next season. But man, Ian, thanks for your contributions. For another season in the books, magnificent vibe season four coming to an end. But man, can't wait to get season five going. You know, season four is in the books, man. I can't wait too, man. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be out of town next week in New Orleans. But you know, whenever you're ready to get it back on, man, I'll, 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 I'll be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely, definitely. All right. So with that said, man, thanks for all y'all support. We'll see you on the next one. And uh, I got to go pay some bills. So I'll see y'all in there.
And don't forget to check out these beats. Yes, sir. All right, peace, peace, peace.
Yeah. But he can't stop the profit.